Hello and welcome to the Sleepy Sweet Pea Sessions. I'm your host, Laura Thompson, and I am passionate that being sleep deprived is not something we simply must accept when we become parents. This podcast is all about me sharing my experiences as a mum of two and sleep consultant, as well as giving you real tips and strategies that you can start implementing to get more sleep. So let's go. Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Sleepy Sweepy Sessions. January is finally over. We're in February. Um, I don't know if that's better. Maybe we're all holding out for spring. Um, although it's been absolutely freezing in the mornings during the school run, at least it's been a bit brighter. So I'm enjoying that. And of course, for many of us, we have half term coming up either next week or the week after for some people, I think. Um, half term for my eldest next week. So it's nice to just have a slightly slower pace, um, although I always miss um, my routine a little bit. So today I want to talk to you about how you know it's time to sleep train. I have to be really honest, when I first started out um, in Sleepy Sweet Pea back in 2020, when I was this new, fresh sleep consultant, I was really cautious and worried about calling what I did sleep training. Um, I think the word sleep training conjures up these awful pictures for people of us putting babies in their cots and just leaving them to cry um, and just letting them get on with it. And it being a really unresponsive, not loving thing to do, that we're causing all this irreversible damage to our babies. Now, I have decided to just embrace the word sleep training because ultimately what I support families to do is to teach their child these life skills of learning how to fall asleep independently settle themselves to sleep throughout the night and it's very much the same if you think about it as potty training and we call it potty training so for ease I'm going to be calling it sleep training um but what I'm talking about here is improving your child's sleep giving them the skills to put themselves to sleep independently and when it's age appropriate to sleep through the night I believe that what I do is very responsive, very respectful and loving. But I am aware that sleep training, like most parenting subjects, is an emotive topic. It's very divisive. And if you don't agree with what I say, that's totally okay. So how would you know it's time to sleep train? It's time to take some control to make a decision to prioritise sleep for your whole family and get on top of these exhausting and unsustainable sleep habits which have been going on for, well, for some families' years. I think that for many families, they trudge on doing what they're doing almost robotically, in a routine, accepting that this is just the way it is. But if you took a step back and considered what the impact of your situation was actually having on you, would that make you think differently? If you took a step back and considered the impact it was having on your child, on your partner, your spouse, other members of your family, other children, 
Would that make you think differently? So I invite you now, if you are sat somewhere where you can write this down, then great. But if you're not just in your head right now, think about what your current sleep situation looks like. What are you doing at bedtime? What are you doing throughout the night? What do daytimes look like? Think about what is happening for you right now and write it down if you can. Or just take a moment now to list out the facts, the what about what is happening in your family when it comes to sleep. Okay, hopefully you've taken a moment to do that. Now I want you to think about your child for a moment. The child that we're talking about, the child who is kind of the one that we want to improve sleep for. What impact is the time they go to bed having on them? What impact is the number of times they wake in the night having on them? The time they wake in the morning? The number of naps they are or are not having? How is that affecting their behaviour? Is it affecting their appetite? And these may not be things you've considered before, but if you really think about it, you might have some aha moments where you realise that some of what you're seeing from your child is a direct impact of them not getting enough sleep. So that's your child, and that's probably your biggest priority. But let's also think about you and your spouse, your partner, because that's really important too. Because if this is having a big impact on you, your day-to-day life, your relationship, then that is going to impact your child too. You are important too. And I am passionate that it is not selfish for us to be prioritising sleep for ourselves. So think now about what impact your current sleep situation is having on your mental health, on your relationship, on your work life, on your physical health. And and dig deep into that. Do you have your evenings? Or are you getting your child to sleep, grabbing something quickly to eat? And having no time with your spouse or having no time to yourself or not being able to book the babysitter and go out and see your friends or have a date night. Are you going to work feeling well rested and energised or are you just getting through the day? How is it impacting your relationship with your children too? Because having had many, many conversations with parents who are seeking support I know that they love their child with every part of their being. But the lack of sleep, we cannot help it affecting us and making us have short tempers, less patience. And that is not the parent that we ever set out to be. So is this impacting the parent you want to be? If you can list any impacts on you or your child or the rest of your family, 
then I would say it's time to make a change. If you can imagine your life, if you made these changes and that looks better, it's time to make a change and it's up to you. So take a moment now to think about in an ideal world, what your sleep situation would be for your family. And don't restrict this. Don't say, oh, I know it might be pie in the sky. Maybe that's not age appropriate. Maybe I'm expecting too much. No. Think about what you would like to see in an ideal world for your child. And we can think about whether it's realistic in a minute. What would bedtime look like on the day to day? What would nights look like? What would your days look like with naps? Perhaps you're looking for a calm and peaceful bedtime routine where you can put your child to sleep, put them to bed, say goodnight and leave the room with them awake, knowing with confidence that they are going to put themselves to sleep happily and independently. Going to bed yourself knowing that they're going to sleep through the night and having a routine for your day where you can pretty predictably know when they're going to nap and how long for so that you can make plans with confidence and you know that you are going to be well rested and your baby is going to be well rested to enjoy those plans. What would that do for you? What would that do for your family if you had all of those things? If you had your evening back and you didn't have to just grab a quick meal, you could cook a homemade meal again because you used to love cooking, actually. You could go to that fitness class in the evening because you didn't have guilt that you were leaving your partner to try and tackle bedtime. You could book a babysitter. You could go out and enjoy a date night. You could go to bed without this constant fear and anxiety about when your child was going to wake up again. You could go to work in the morning and reach your full potential because you are getting the sleep that you need. You could actually enjoy the bedtime routine again without frustration, without worrying about what the night ahead was going to bring. What kind of impact would that have on your life? Now, let me tell you that what you have just listed as your goals, as your ideal vision, is probably not unrealistic. You're probably setting the bar too low. You can probably achieve all of the things that you have just listed in your mind or on paper in as little as two weeks. If you had a clear plan and someone to hold you accountable and hold your hand through it and guide you. So if that all resonates with you, it's time to take control, make sleep a priority and achieve that ideal world that probably sounds like a dream to you right now. So the first step is making that decision that we are ready 
for a change. We are ready to see life differently. And when you've made that decision, then make a plan. And you can do this on your own. Or if you want some more support, it's time to go out there and research and find somebody who can support you through this. And there are many sleep consultants out there and there will be someone for you who you gel with and who you feel is going to support you through this process, who aligns with your parenting philosophies, who gives you the kind of level of support that you're looking for. So go out there and do your research, get on a call with them, talk to them and find out. And of course, yes, I can help you with this too. And I will leave you links to find out more about how I can support you. But if this podcast resonated with you, whether you work with me, you work with someone else, or you actually make a decision that you're going to do this and do it yourself, I hope this has given you the push to know that you do not have to continue surviving. Being sleep deprived is not just part of parenthood that we have to accept and that you can get more sleep and achieve all those goals that we listed earlier to have a happier life for you and your family. And I'm going to leave you on that. Have a wonderful rest of your day.